Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 90 Day Fiance Rehap Up podcast. We're here today to talk about season four, episode five of 90 Day Fiance The Other Way. It's been a very fun season so far. I'm loving it. It's a fresh new cast, so we'll take it. We'll take it after the long-winded six-month venture that was the last season of Happily Ever After. And I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm, I'm buzzing with excitement to talk about this with y'all. I'm, of course, your host and conductor of the Hot Mess Express, Pia Zambichili, ready to break it down once again. Now with me is someone who doesn't need an introduction, but formalities make me have to do it. Uh, he is someone who is always there when there is gossip to be spoken, a mess to be cleaned up, and is a co-host of not only a challenge podcast over on the Dom and Colin network, but also one half of the Love Island wrap up on this very network, it is the king of Twitter, Brian. I am the King Scally. Brian, how are you doing today? Hello, hello, but also no, no. Um, <laughs> I am great. I did go out shopping for a return to the 90 Day Fiance podcast. A little formal, but I'm happy with it overall. Uh, definitely excited to be back here. Did you buy knives or did you buy nipple pillows? Oh, I already had both. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> let, me, let me just alter my notes here real quick for you nope. for the future in your intro. Cool, cool, cool. Nope, nope, do, 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 do. Nope, All right. Nope. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, the, the nipple pull- pillows, uh, by far the less concerning item. Oh, easily. And it's not easily. close. It's not close. <laughs> it, not at all. <laughs> 
So, Scally, this is your first crack at talking about this season of The Other Way. We've spoken about Happily Ever After a bunch last season. How's your feelings been venturing into this new season? I'm excited. I love The Other Way. It's one of my favorite iterations of 90 Day. I think it's so fun to get to know new people, to see like a whole different um like a bunch of different locations in the world that we're actually exploring um in the with the different couples so um the other way is always a format that i'm going to be excited to dive into on a season and for the most part i don't hate all of these people yet so uh which is a nice change from last season of uh 90 day so i'm feeling great about being here on 90 day the other way i love to hear it i love that then let's dive right on in and kind of get introduced to a person together for the first time, five episodes in, and we finally get our introduction into Osama of Debbie and Osama. Now, Debbie's on her way to Morocco. Before we get to meet Osama, we do see Debbie making her way to the um, airport and Julian holding her down, talking all that smack. I don't care for Julian. I hate Julian. Julian oh, can go away. Strong hate. <laughs> like the no. I was <laughs> listening when you guys like first discussed Julian and it was not like the strongest reaction of hate. And I was like, no, no, I have hated this man from second one on screen. Um, it, it's just only gotten worse. I feel like this was probably not his worst episode. I'm almost mad at you for like not bringing me into an episode where I could fully lay into him. Um, You're but, allowed. Uh, I allow it. I am just like, I don't know. Everything about him is like red flags for me. <laughs> I just, even like the way he talks, um, I get uh, red flags from. So uh, Julian is it, both in like cadence and term and all of the above. So um, I don't know. Julian, not my, not my guy at all here. No. And, and the reason why I'm laying into him now, maybe more than before is because I thought, okay, you've repeated the same thing twice now. What else do you got to say? Apparently more, more of the same. He just, he keeps hitting the same three points that he feels like she is going to get scammed. Something's going to happen. Even at the airport, he's like, is there anything I can do? Is there money I can pay you so that you would stay? And it's just so clear that Julian's a mama's boy and he's going to miss his mom. And Mm -hmm. he can't just be like, I'm going to miss you, mom. He has to make it seem like it's a whole safety issue because Julian's a man. A man that doesn't feel feelings, but is a cautious man. <laughs> I mean, Julian and his America shirt have shown up to say that someone is stealing his mom America. from him. Oh, <laughs> the uh, could not miss it. <laughs> it was a very large. Um, <laughs> I believe there was some other writing on there. But yeah, they uh, both showed up here to say that his mom is being stolen from him by this man. I was like, all right, can we like really cool it <laughs> like on all aspects? But uh, when you combine everything, like the language always is uh, interesting to me that julian is choosing to use so i yeah julian bad vibes yeah just just get on the plane debbie ignore this man ignore your son please now we do find out that she is leaving the townhouse for the children so she didn't get rid of the townhouse and then Mm -hmm. the plan is for her stuff to periodically get moved out of there and given to her later which is fine i think that's a fine choice but i wanted to talk about that first because then we could just skip ahead and go into the osama of it all to meet Osama. So the one thing Julian did say, which ended up being true, 
is the joke about him having a skateboard because Osama, <laughs> his B-roll was almost entirely skateboarding out the gate. Mm-hmm. Look, a broken clock is right twice a day. Yeah. <laughs> like, it happens. <laughs> yeah, the man knows his way around a deck. Uh, he's doing good. He's doing good <laughs> with, the, with the tricks. Uh, but yeah, Osama, 24 years old. He describes himself as a loner. He feels more comfortable around cats than he does people. And then we do see some fun, wholesome footage of him with like three, four cats and then him like having this intense, wholesome eye contact with this baby kitten, which was adorable. I did enjoy him. I did enjoy meeting him. He lives on uh, with his family and their farm. They have a small farm. I didn't write down the numbers of all the animals. It was a couple chickens, a couple of this, one donkey. I did write one donkey in my uh, thing, but he, this is all he does is the farm stuff because he likes to focus on his creative side. He's a poet. He writes poetry and he feels like hard work can kill creation. Scally. Mm-hmm. Now the only time, like I understand where Julian is coming in and has like some concerns. pretty much if I knew anyone entering into a relationship with a 50, 60 year age difference, uh, some red flags, like concerning. But then as soon as we meet Osama, I'm like, you know what? I'm actually not having that many concerns. <laughs> I feel like this man might just be like very, um, in tune with his emotions, very much a like meeting of the souls. Age does not matter. I think I'm buying it at this point based on what we've seen. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, you know, he's, he's heads in the cloud with this guy a little bit. Uh, he does mention that inside him, there's a writer, a painter, a poet. And then he's not really been someone who looks for a girlfriend before Debbie. He especially didn't have that. And then he talks about how, you know, I know Debbie's older, but age is just a number and the soul doesn't grow. I was like, all right, let's let's move on, Osama. You're giving me too many lines here. I don't mm-hmm. need all of this. You're giving me too many Osama-isms out the gate here. <laughs> Yeah, the if any like concerns because so much of it is like he was never looking for a girlfriend before, he mm-hmm. just wanted to be alone. Um, and it's like you're almost saying like too many of the things that would get me to believe this, but um, yeah, I don't know. Sama's definitely an interesting character that I am very excited to get to know a lot more as this plays out. They've hid him from us, they have hid him from us, and I feel like he's gonna be a huge character, so I'm very excited to see him and Debbie face to face and together. Because I want to see what their dynamic is. We we are told that they have had fights before on social media and that she blocked him on Facebook. She unplugged the fax machine. So <laughs> they've definitely had that beef before. Now, he wants them to get to know each other more and better before getting married, which I thought, wait, I thought she was moving to, to marry him. She's moving like permanently. And then right after that, he says, but Debbie doesn't know this as she is moving here. So uh, yikes, Um, another couple where they're just withholding information and hoping for the best. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) Sama's not ready to get married at all. Um, Good thing Debbie didn't sell the townhouse. I think that might come in handy (laughs) at some point. Um, I don't know. I think that. I'm still kind of questioning a a, like, all right, we are not doing this. um, God, what are their names? Like, we're not doing this um, like Chris style where we're getting married two weeks into getting there. Like, we're going to wait till the end and like feel this out before we get married or you will not be getting married on this trip. See, I agree with you. But at the same time, I need Osama to 
figure his stuff out and I need him to marry her. I need them to be happy oh. because I cannot have Julian be right. I'm sorry. I cannot have <laughs> Julian at the reunion. I told you so, mom, you know, you, you were wrong. He's a child. He was scamming. No, no, they love each other. I need Got them it. to love each other, please. A man so bad that we are willing to ship a 50 year age difference. <laughs> you know, when you put it that way, I don't want to, but even still, I think I want it. Oh God. What is it going on? What is happening to me? Oh, God. I know. Yeah. That's the thing is look, Debbie is a character. I am very excited to have Debbie on my screen. I'm interested to get to know now both of these people. I um, really thought that Debbie would be the one carrying the character. And I still think she's definitely going to be the more interesting TV presence. Um, but I feel like there is so much to get to know about each person in this relationship and especially them together and how they actually work in person yeah so we'll see how they play out uh we do have a next time on from them and in the next time on debbie arrives osama's at the airport uh questionable choice of hat if i'm being critical here (laughs) you don't love that that's fine though they're gonna be happy fingers crossed at least we'll see Now, let's move over to another couple who is very happy with each other. I think they're doing well as a couple, strong as a couple. It's going to be Gabe and Isabel here. Gabe and Isabel didn't get a lot of story time, Scally, but I would love to hear your thoughts on them. I love them. I want nothing but good things for them. And that's why I'm so upset that I come in here with like what could have been an email of a scene for Isabel and Gabe. Um, It is ultimately them just being like, you know, the smallest of tiffs, the smallest of problems, really. Uh, You know, it seems big in the moment, but it will be solved with like a a one Amazon order. (laughs) So I really (laughs) am enjoying them. I am rooting for them fully. I really like uh, Gabriel's relationship with Isabel's children I think that that is um, super exciting and also very important to like have on TV right now so I am very very interested in how this couple goes over the rest of the season big same it's usually a good indicator when there's a couple you're rooting for that is kind of boring as far as story goes I think that's a good sign for them being a strong couple and I think that's what we want more than anything because I have six I have six bullet points on what happened with them in the show which is not a lot. And four of those six are about the same thing. It's all to do with Gabe's business. So if y'all remember, Gabe has an underwear business that he's got going on. Isabel has quit her job at a law firm and has been helping with the business. So she, Isabel's not working with Gabe on these. But Gabe has been back ordered and they do not have inventory. So this episode, they went looking for basically fabrics and stuff to get the inventory up to get work going. But Gabe is a stress, stressy, stressy, which, you know, been there. So Gabe is just stressing a lot about all this. And then uh, Gabe also does put out the little nugget of information that, you know, there's sometimes there's a feeling of feeling emasculated because Isabel can be a little bossy, maybe in the in the in the co-sharing, co-partnering the business uh, place, which, you know, free advice. I would say never get into business with family or relationship. I'm like, that's never a good idea because <laughs> things like this could cause problems in the relationship. But for now, it looks fine. The big drama, Scally, is, oh, my God, Gabe forgot all his stamps in Miami. And it would take a month to get here to Columbia. A month. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, obviously they've said that they are falling behind on, like, the pre-orders as is, 
and I understand that you want to put the label in the underwear. I'm almost like, can we just like ship them out and saying it was a manufacturing error? Like there's no label. Is that like no one's like <laughs> looking at the waistband of the underwear that you're shipping out and being like, you know, I should buy those also. Like I'm sure that they can just tell where people where they ordered them from. <laughs> uh, seems like not the biggest issue in the world to me. Uh, but uh, Isabel, where Gabe says basically that Isabel is like kind of taken over. It's almost out of necessity. Isabel like, yeah. has relations and like understands the language better and like knows where they should go to pick up everything. So I think it's uh, a smaller issue than even then we're being presented on TV where um, I'm sure that he is much, much more thankful for the help than he is uh, having issues with it. I would agree with that as well, because the way I see it, um, this isn't like, Gabe's business is at a place where it's Nike, where you need the swoosh. If the swoosh is missing, people aren't going to buy it because, like, is it Nike or is it fake? I don't think the business <laughs> is quite there yet. It seems like it's still in the process of growing, and I don't think that's going to be an issue. It is also underwear, which, to your point, how often am I going to see the logo? I feel like the only underwear I can think of where I've noticeably either recognized or see the logo are those Calvin Kleins. And mm-hmm. other than that, never know what underwear anyone's wearing. So <laughs> I think word yeah. of mouth is really where you're going to get the advertising here. Or if, if someone goes on survivor, like when Evie went on survivor and then Liana said, Oh my God, where'd you get your underwear? And they were like, they here. And then Liana bought that pair of underwear. So very rarely <laughs> does this work out that way. <laughs> Have almost also purchased a uh, survivor pair of underwear, but did not follow through. Uh, oh, I heard you were going for the <laughs> Philip underwear, right? Mm, actually, I already own those, but. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> All right. So, so Philip underwear check, knife collection. <laughs> Let's calm down. Okay. I am only really good at fight against the knife collection. That is not, <laughs> not happening. <laughs> that's my, that's, that's where I'm putting that's my your one must go. <laughs> yeah, I'm putting my foot down here. <laughs> it's important. I can respect that. Yeah, it does not work with my brand. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, otherwise, I am full team Isabel and Gabriel. I Same. am very excited, especially like even the things that we are being previewed as issues for them, like having to come out to the rest of Isabel's family. Uh, it sounds like it should probably be pretty easy with uh, Isabel's son. I feel like kids, especially raised in an environment which seems as accepting and, posi- and positive as Isabel's, uh, should be extremely easy. Kids don't care. Um, her mom seems, like she said, should be easy. So um, fingers crossed on the dad there. I'm hoping that uh, it goes smoothly and um, I'm wishing good things for these kids. Uh, big same here. I feel the exact same way as you do. And I really hope um, everything goes smoothly there. And then uh, in the next time on, we do see another bit of uh, the story with them. It seems like Gabriel wants to get some sort of elective surgery that it, that based on the little clip we saw is not required, but it's something Gabe would like. But we're not told what it is. So we'll find out more about it there. And then also we had Isabel saying that, you know, she loves Gabe the way Gabe is, but you know, if this is something Gabe wants. That's cool. So like, I don't think there's going to be any problems here. This I is, don't think so either. yeah, this is what I mean when like the couple has storyline where they seem to still be in agreement no matter what is happening. That's a good thing for them. Yeah. The most I can imagine is like, let's make sure the finances are in order before diving yes. into something. But I'm sure that like either of them having an elective surgery would end up being fine, especially gender affirming care. So I uh, am not worried as of yet. Yeah, no, I feel the same way as well. 
So then let's move over now into the next couple. A couple that seems to be already on the ropes and it's only episode five. Uh, Johan and Danielle. Let's go there, Scally. So you had not watched Love in Paradise, right? I have not. I have not. Okay, you're fine. You're fine. You're not missing out. I think it was, it was fine. It was fun, but it was okay. It was not like required. Um, so Danielle and Johan, they meet up with Danielle's friend Sophie, who we did meet, I believe, in the premiere episode. And Sophie's visiting from New York and, you know, they've known each other for five years. She was, Danielle was her yoga instructor. And then this lunch, let's call it, was weird. I felt like Sophie came in swinging out the gate. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the thing is, <laughs> I was like, interesting direction for this conversation to have gone in. But I do think that Johan like brings up really the pressing conversations that come up later. Uh, I think it's still a lot to be asking about kids in the first meeting. Uh, but you know what? I guess it's a pressing conversation, especially when Sophie has seemed to have expressed concerns before. Uh, but a little much for me. Yeah, I felt like it was a lot there. You know, mentions of the. The age gap being 10 years and then Sophie like, well, she can't give you a baby. And then we are reminded that when they did go to the fertility doctor, the doctor mentioned that there's a 5% chance. And I remember Johan being like, hey, if it's meant to be, it'll be. And I believe it'll happen. So kind of riding on faith there a little bit. And then the key thing that becomes the big drama of this episode is that when talking about one of his exes, Johan mentions that one of his exes had to uh, had an abortion and then Danielle is shocked that Johan would keep this from her because I guess Johan had told her that she, the, there was a complication with the baby more so saying that, you know, there was supposed to be a baby and then there wasn't versus there was an abortion that took place and that Danielle sees this as a lie that he lied to her and that he, was not being truthful, which is a very big pillar of hers that she does not feel okay with being broken. Mm, um, I'm going to save the hate word and start with, I dislike Danielle. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> um, Say banking it for later, are we? <laughs> well, there's a long season ahead of us. <laughs> Fair. Um, so uh, for me, I thought it was confusing, at least how it is translated um, in the discussion. Johan says, uh, and then probably like some might've got pregnant. Some might've elected to not keep the baby. So I was like, was there multiple pregnancies? Because we really seem to be focusing on one. And then maybe he wasn't lying saying that um, some lost the baby, but I don't know. Uh, it seems like we develop into the point where we are now talking about only one pregnancy. And Daniel comes in very accusatory where I feel like um, maybe they had a lot of con extensive conversations about this that I have not been privy to, but it doesn't seem like they've known each other for the longest period of time based on the air date of uh, Love in Paradise. <laughs> so uh, a little confused there, but I feel like I would be coming from this as a perspective of like, oh my God, that must have like been traumatic or like, like, are you okay? Like, was it traumatic for you? Like, what is the situation? And then maybe when we talked about this last time, did you purposefully phrase it this way or why is like that the case now? But no, Danielle comes in very hard. Yeah, very hard, very fast. And, you know, there's a there's a world where stuff got lost in translation, right? The way mm -hmm. he said it, maybe 
she took it a certain way and then to her it's a bigger difference now i don't know if this was like a trigger for her or what exactly the backstory is there but my initial reaction um as a complete outsider who doesn't even know if he's right to feel the way he feels was this isn't for like this isn't an abortion that you need to necessarily know about Mm-hmm. you know what i mean so part of me was like well it was another woman's abortion potentially that's not something that has anything to do with you so i don't know i don't know i felt i felt and, and then i you know have to assess myself I'm like am i am i just like not a fan of danielle so i'm looking at it with like maybe some bias i don't know but my at my core i feel like i can see you feeling like this is something you would like to know especially these are topics that you've talked about before this is what you want to know, but to then cuff it with you're a liar and you are being un- like untruthful with me and not uh, that I don't necessarily know if I see it that way. Yeah, I agree. And that's the thing is, like I said, the questions can come. But why is it being approached in this way from Danielle? Yeah, uh, that's where. I mean, as you said, like maybe there is a history um, on her side. Maybe there is a history uh, more of like lying and deception or this conversation, like Mm -hmm. having been a pressure point before for them. So that's why uh, her reaction is as such. But given how, let's say, the butcher shop was handled and other conversations that we've seen, it feels like uh, we're jumping to a point of conflict on both sides, to be fair. Um, to like, you know, to be fair to Danielle, a little bit on both sides, but specifically Danielle here, uh, jumping to conflict over something that I think could be handled much differently. Yeah, I definitely think it could be handled differently or better than, because, okay, so then we haven't talked about this part yet, but in the in the scene where this becomes brought, this becomes an issue that they discuss a little bit more, perhaps, before that happens, Danielle takes Johan to a Botanica store uh, where she's trying to get some. Um, uh, are they fragrances? Um, ingredients. Ingredients is better. <laughs> um, yeah, is better. Yeah, know. basically, you know, some ingredients that that she believes if they put in the store, it can bring prosperity, can bring good fortune. And the like, this is stuff that Johan has been on record, not really understanding, but supporting her no matter what about. Uh, it was surprising to me, Scally, that we're talking about money being tight and she dropped $250 on these uh, ingredients. Oh, I noticed, um, <laughs> you know, that, that could be breakfast for, <laughs> you know, so yeah, you could have peanuts. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. I thought it was interesting uh, for sure that I feel like it's obviously um, a difference of opinion and how they approach things like this um, in terms of their different faiths. But uh, I thought that this would not be an issue if not for the underlying issues that they already had surrounding. Yeah. And, and I feel like ultimately when it came to Johan, I feel like Johan does respect her beliefs and doesn't really, you know, isn't really like fighting them or be like, this is stupid. This is this is that he keeps calling it witchcraft, which I know she doesn't like, which mm-hmm. fair. Uh, that is the one dig that he does take consistently there. Uh, but then there was a photo of a saint in this store that she was like, how about we get this and put it in the in the butcher shop? That could be good. 
And he's like, oh, no shot. No way. She's like, why? He said, well, if I have this in the store, people will come in and then they'll, they, they, you know, my community, they don't really believe in this. They might think it's witchcraft and leave. Mm-hmm. And then he tells us in confessional, you know, I respect all of Danielle's beliefs, but she, I don't understand why she doesn't respect mine. And I think I agree with him to a certain degree of if he's just not telling you how to, how to, you know, follow your beliefs, you can't try and push your beliefs on him and then be upset if he doesn't want to do them. Mm-hmm. Like even if his answer was just, it doesn't align with my faiths. And so I don't want to have um, mm-hmm. this particular picture in my butcher shop. Then like, fine. If it becomes their butcher shop, then it's a conversation. But if it is also then on top of that, going to alienate the clientele because of their faiths and it is counter to their faith as well. Uh, I think that he knows best for like where they are living and she would do well to listen to him on this uh, matter. Yeah, and and then when it came down to the discussions about the dishonesty, the way Danielle phrases it to us, she says, now that Johan has been dishonest about this one thing, you know, it kind of opens my mind to what other things can be can be there. And for me, the way I take that is you are looking for an exit. You are looking for a bigger issue that may not could be there, but may not be there at the same time. And I can't help but feel like, the combination of I want to live in a place with all of these things and we can't afford that and the store's not doing well and we don't have this, we don't have that. Do you feel like there's a world where she's trying to just find an exit plan here? Um, I don't think it's consciously. I do think that sometimes it is subconscious and sometimes it's just a personality trait of mm-hmm. like looking for what is wrong in every situation. That yeah. You're in. Obviously, I don't know enough about Danielle to say uh, if either of those are true, is it let alone which one? So I definitely think it's on the table. It's going to take longer into the season for me to really uh, diagnose that with any degree of confidence. But um, it, at this moment, it does seem like Danielle is really questioning her decisions at the very least. Yeah, they had what I would describe as a penultimate episode slash season finale argument level where... There was conversations, you know, the, the, she kept getting angry at him. And then she when she's angry, she likes to speak in English. And then she talks about how she doesn't know if this is the relationship she wants. She mentioned that she wants him to be a different person. She does call him a toxic human, which then he picked up the word toxic. I'm like, Are you calling me toxic? She's like, yeah, you're toxic. And Johan's whole thing is. I told you everything. Maybe I told it to a different Danielle then. I guess that's what happened. So he's clearly getting fed up too, but he keeps taking shots like that, which are actively making things worse with her. And then she leaves to go back to the hotel and she's like, I don't know if he's going to come back to the hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that if we weren't so early in the season, I would really question this. Like, yeah, could this be a game ender. I feel like we have seen this from other couples. I mean, particularly like Kim and Usman comes to, the, to mind of a recent couple who would have like pretty big fights throughout the season. So I'm expecting this one to uh, resolve itself. But at the point that you're calling each other like toxic humans, <laughs> like I need you to be a different person. Like maybe we should evaluate <laughs> yeah. if this is working at all. That could be a shout. That could be something you could think about a little bit. Yeah, because next episode, they're going to keep fighting. So we'll get more of their fights and scraps in the next episode to discuss. And we'll see if the, you know, Johan and Daniel have any room for salvation within this relationship, because I don't know right now. It's a big question mark on them. We'll see. 
anyway, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk about Chris and Jamie. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus All right. So Chris and Jamie, another couple who didn't quite have much of a story this week, except for one trip. They did take one trip together this uh, this episode. Chris feels better. So she wants to go see the city and they're going to go there. But before they do, Scally, this is a big, big part of 90 Day Lore is the translation egg, which is what we call the little translation device that couples may use to communicate with each other. They've got a translation egg already now uh, because obviously the language barrier being a little bit tough. So they're going to be communicating with this translation egg moving forward. The reason they're going to the city is because Chris would like to go to a store where they have weapons. (laughs) Yeah. And um, I love Jemmy's face here. (laughs) It's just like, oh, that is the last thing that I expected to hear coming out of this egg. (laughs) It's like, I need large weapons, please. He's like, I would like a weapon. I feel like I don't feel I want it to protect us. I want us to be safe. Jamie mentions, I don't like the idea. And Chris goes, oh, don't you worry. I've always had weapons in my home. So I, I know my way around weapons. Yeah, don't worry. I love weapons. <laughs> Very <laughs> big on the weapons. Um, this would uh, talk about red flags. <laughs> yeah, because I thought, you know, weapons. Okay, maybe like. Maybe like a like a pepper spray or like a little pocket knife. Okay, fine, I get that. I mean, I I never wield. I don't have a weapon. Um, I don't really know many people who do have weapons, but I'm like, you know, maybe something a little, a little something to put in the bag yeah. potentially. They get to the store. These are knives. These are knife knives, like army knives, like, like battle knives. knives. <laughs> yeah. And and the way Chris is just nonchalant whipping these knives around like it's nothing, doing backflips with them, tricks with them. I just, it was jarring. If I'm Jamie, I'm feeling the same way, especially again, this is my my partner who I didn't know this about. It's going to be tough to tough to see. Um, it was interesting because they did show us 
that, you know, Chris had a collection at home and then the B-roll of the collection at home, Scally. This was, this reminded me of, you know, as a kid growing up, there were definitely places like you'd walk down the street or every streets where like you walk down them, there'd be people that would put out like a towel and then they'd have like bootleg DVDs to, to buy mm-hmm. at like $3 a piece. Cause they're all like fake, but it's like the newer movies. I remember that's how I watched monsters Inc. Cause I bought it over there, but this was the same towel that I've seen DVDs on only instead of DVDs, it was literally 40 knives. Hmm. It was okay. Um, for anyone that is looking to attack me, um, I may or may not be lying now. But otherwise, um, <laughs> I have been to like a like ammo store one time, and it made me so deeply uncomfortable and like terrified, and I hated it so much, and I just don't want to be around this stuff. And like, please don't show me this when they show Chris's uh in all caps large knife collection, <laughs> and then she's like, "Oh, this is like a quarter of it. Where's the rest?" Um, I was scared. <laughs> I am scared of you as a person. Um, Chris, I believe is from Alabama, right? And I think mm-hmm. that if Chris were to go to basically any major city, Chris would probably be um. Uh, throw in a couple weapons in her bag if not more um so i think that that is probably the case but the way that she is talking about like oh i'm really worried about kidnappings and drug lords here like why did you move here if that is like so prevalent uh of a problem in your mind but also uh i just don't think that chris was like taking in the right media probably as well <laughs> Yeah, it it felt very much like I'm generalizing being outside of the U.S. that it's going to be unsafe. But, you know, someone called Benoit Blanc because the knives were out. Like, there were a lot of them. <laughs> so, I'm Jamie in that situation. I'm like, uh, knives? No, no. I barely can hold a knife when I'm cutting veggies. Like, are you joking? I don't think I would want one of these. Now, the other thing to give more back story to this because obviously at the end of the day Chris was so comfortable around these which means that Chris has grown up with these but just how much has she grown up with these she tells us that she received a big knife when she turned eight as a present to which Jamie responded I got a Barbie like yeah I'm Jamie that's me me I'm Jamie Jamie me toys where that knife no when I was eight I think people were still cutting up my food um I don't feel you a crust soft guy um, yeah, oh, I definitely was. And I was skin off the hot dog guy. So what? <laughs> uh, my grandma would peel my hot dogs for me. <laughs> what? what? Yeah, that was me. Um, so you're welcome. Um, <laughs> what in the bougie? Okay, calm down. <laughs> I feel like it actually is uh, the opposite direction at that point. Um, I was uh, not cultured that I'm peeling hot dogs for food, um, <laughs> but I don't know. The eighth birthday uh, giant knife, I was not, would not trust most eight-year-olds with a large hunting knife by any means. Hey, I mean, she's here now, right? She's still here. She's doing her thing. So she, who else is she not here it's my question i mean um, great question yeah did we count the fingers on jay on uh, chris i really i'm not confident yeah i don't know that was their whole segment the whole segment was my name is chris and welcome to my knife shop like that's what it was uh in the next time on we see that chris may have to leave to go back to alabama yeah this was interesting um 
I don't know what Jamie was like more upset by if it was Chris like swinging the knife around in the shop or seeing that uh, or Jamie was more upset by or seeing that Chris might be going back to Alabama. It definitely seems odd. I think it probably is like a quick little trip. But uh, given that there have been some cracks forming here already, I think that it's not great. Yeah, I'm a little worried for them. This was another indicator to me of, hey, this is like end of the season storyline. So what is happening here? Are we going to are we reaching like is there a midseason finale, but it's also only been five episodes. I'm so confused by what's happening here. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to um, remember who was it last season um, where she was like getting on the plane to leave. And then it just turned out that they were um, going to like take a trip to Florida to get married. Patrick, oh, that, right? Patrick and Thais. Yeah. And Thais, yeah. So like uh, things have been misleading before. So <laughs> I'm not like entirely believing that she is going in the first place or that. Uh, she will be staying for any amount of time that this will really be a big deal. Uh, maybe she just has to finalize the sale on the house <laughs> that she got rid of. But uh, yeah, I mean, it would be concerning that she is going and I understand uh, Jamie like having reservations, but I think that things will be just fine for Jamie and Chris, at least for now. Yeah, I think they're okay. I think if we, I've not been doing the uh, power rankings this season, I think they'd still be closer to the top if that was the case. And- before this episode, I was like, I'm shipping. And now I'm just a little scared. But I guess I'll give them number one so that they're not mad at me. <laughs> Put the knife down. You're number one, Chris. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please don't attack me. <laughs> All right. So moving on from a couple that seems to be doing okay to a couple that doesn't seem to be doing okay and is just all around awkward. It's time for the Nicole and Mahmoud segment here, Scally. They've pretty much been the stars of the show this season. And by stars, I mean, they've got probably the most footage thus far. Mm -hmm. What have your thoughts been on these two? So this was the couple that I was dreading talking about uh, as I was watching the season. And then as we get to this episode, I thought that it was like an okay episode for them, to be honest. Uh, I, in general, uh, just like shake cringing watching Nicole most of the time as like she is on TV. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that it is generally an uncomfortable situation. I don't think that this is meant to be, but I also recognize that we're locking in for a good seven seasons of them. So get prepared yourself as well as I'm sure I'll be around. Uh, so nervous about that. Um, I think that up until this point, it was looking really bad. This episode, I think that was uh, the first one where I felt like maybe there's like a tiny bit of hope. There's a tiny bit of hope. And I agree with you there. Uh, So the episode opens up with, you know, we had seen the preview that looked like Nicole was in the bathroom crying and and not wanting to come out, which I thought was more of a I don't want to leave. We learned quickly that it was more so she was getting ready for the day and then started getting homesick and started getting a little bit, you know, um, just in her feelings about everything that's going on. She, you know, is someone who's very self-conscious about the fact that she takes a long time to get ready. And it sounds like they're all sharing the same bathroom. So living with his family she feels like she's taking up too much space and would like an apartment which is all good until you remember that the last time she came here they got an apartment then she left in a month so not great there um so now they've decided to go out which is great 
but then, you know, Mahmoud clarifies, you know, there's some areas in Egypt that are just for men because they walk by this cafe and say, we can go here. She's, he's like, I don't know if we can, though. Let me let me see. So they sit down. He's feeling awkward. It's very clear. He asks the uh, the waiter that comes through. Waiter says she's fine to be here. Everything's cool. Um, and then this is the interesting part for me. So she brings up asking about his friends because he says this is kind of the place that I hang out with my friends and, you know, shoot the shit a little bit. And she's like, well, can we meet them? And he said, no, I don't think that's a good idea at all. Mm-hmm. Now, I will admit the preview of can I meet your friends? No, and don't ever ask that again did make me laugh very hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was extremely funny, <laughs> but uh, the way that this plays out, I thought was uh, much more reasonable uh, seeing how um, they interact and Mahmoud like in general uh like phrasing everything with like uh, oh like baby or sweetie or just like pet names every time and like really trying to um not get in an argument <laughs> to the best of his ability with every conversation that they're having and explain why he feels like uncomfortable sitting in a cafe why they might not um introduce her to his friends like i think that he was explaining himself very well obviously nicole was not taking no for an answer here but i thought that it was a much more uh productive conversation than usual it was and i do like that mahmoud is still you know saying even though it's not the norm even though i don't think it's the right call let me let me go through with this sure let's let's hang out with my friends that's fine then he says but don't ask this again (laughs) um Mm -hmm. (laughs) so we get to the dinner that he's planned with these friends okay so it's him it's it's uh, Nicole and it's four of his good friends. This was a very awkward dinner. We're talking <laughs> a, a circle table. All four of these guys are sitting directly across from them, squished into each other. And there's quite a bit of gap around this table that they could have easily sat around it. But what was clear to me, because if you look at the background in this restaurant, there are clearly... Um, you know, women there with men, like in different tables, women without hijab hanging out. Like there's different types of people at this restaurant. I think the biggest indicator, because I'm sure this is a question that's coming up for people of like, why well, is Egypt that conservative? No, there's definitely places in Egypt where that's not really the case. There's definitely other communities in Egypt that are a lot less strict. Um, I think the biggest indicator is that Mahmoud himself comes from a conservative family and potentially the neighborhood they're in is a very conservative neighborhood, which is why he was like, I don't know about this cafe. Now it's clear to me, given how his friends, cause we're talking four men sitting right next to each other, bumper to bumper and all of them with their phones out the minute these two come in. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean the seating arrangement left a lot to be desired, <laughs> like just setting them up for failure from the minute one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there was no way that this like interrogation style seating was ever going to work out for anyone. Um, but as we see, like Mahmoud knows uh, best he knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think does a good job of explaining like, no, this is just like how I was raised, like how mm-hmm. my friends were raised. And so this is how it's going to go. We see that very, clearly uh with a combination of like how he and his friends generally socialize but also nicole's uh awkwardness a little bit of anxiety it was not a match (laughs) um does not go super well she does try and ask a few questions but very quickly just shuts down entirely yeah no 100 percent 
because uh, it looked interrogation-y, but none of them really wanted to interrogate her at all. They were very content. It was more so Nicole wanted to ask them questions. So Nicole starts it off and says, you know, uh, how do they feel about you marrying an American after also 30 days of knowing them? And he's like, please do not mention the days. He's like, oh, okay. So then he tells he asked them the question without the days. He was like, Mahmoud, do your friends not know how many days before you, you two got together? What did you tell mm-hmm. them? Tell me. <laughs> no, but tell me. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's a degree, like, obviously, all of Mahmoud's friends are, um, like, more familiar with, like, their culture and, like, how they were raised and what type of questions, like, would and would not be appropriate. But mm-hmm. as he says, like, he's never met any of his friends' wives. And so I don't know that there are in questions in their mind that are necessarily, like, the right or wrong ones to be asking. So where she's, like, nervous because she doesn't want to ask the right thing, I'm sure that they also are like, well, I don't want to offend Mahmoud um, and ask the wrong thing here either and potentially have that be an issue so it's understandable why this was not going to work from both sides yeah i i think so too Uh, you know the other big thing here is the language barrier and the fact Mm -hmm. that most of the conversation if not all of it had to go from mahmoud to them and then from them to mahmoud back to her it was a tough place to be in and it was wild, though, to see how quickly Nicole started shutting down and realizing I've made a huge mistake coming out mm-hmm. of this. So, yeah, she did realize. I think my favorite part was um, when one of his friends uh, had said that they potentially wanted to marry someone from America. Uh, and then Nicole's like, oh, well, ask this guy, like, see what he says. Uh, and then ask him <laughs> to clarify that uh, it's other American women that are crazy, not her. Uh, like, sure, sure, Nicole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. It's the other ones. <laughs> but, um, you know, overall, I'm glad that we got to the point where we did at the end of the scene where she agrees that like, oh, you know what? Maybe he does know best. And I should listen to him sometimes because i think that uh like sure there are um things that maybe both of them can compromise on but it did not seem that nicole was really willing to take his advice on how some situations would go and maybe should be handled and i'm hoping that we can move past that and uh really work on compromise here I hope so, too. Uh, But then we see the next time on and they are uh, not only in a disagreement again, but this seems to be one of the more heated fights that we're going to see. So we'll see how that pans out. I think ultimately I can echo what we've been saying from the beginning. I think you'd co-sign. They're clearly not meant for each other. They're clearly not the fit that's going to fit. And they just cut their losses and go home. But hey, as long as you're going to be here and on the show, we're going to look at you and, and talk about it. Mm-hmm. not meant to be together but meant to be on this show <laughs> unfortunately for us yeah we need the drama to farm i guess we do need it's, that it is true yeah all right so then let's take one last break and then when we get back we'll talk about the final couple here in rishi and jen okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. And today on the Rishi and Jen News Network, Scally, they've been easily secondary in the uh, storylines. And by secondary, I mean second highest on the content weekly. And uh, speaking of awkward interactions, this probably was the worst one of the night for me. Pretty awkward. Easy. And I'm coming into this week like, am I a Jen and Rishi fan? Like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know that I'm like fully standing here. Like, maybe they're like better apart, but I think I'm enjoying them separately at least. Uh, and uh, this this week maybe definitely questions some of those things. They are very, very, very fun as a couple to talk about here because they are ridiculous. The decisions are ridiculous. None of it makes sense. And it's just getting going from bad to worse, but not in a devastating you two are not meant for each other and should cut your losses. It's more comical with them, which is better for me. Exactly. I feel like both of these people have their own issues. (laughs) There are faults on each side, but it's not like ugly at any point. So I am enjoying watching and talking about them. Same, big same. So we've arrived at the day that they're meeting up with Rishi's family, right? So uh, the last time we saw them, they had a bit of a fight at the clothing store. She left. He has picked out an outfit for her. She seems to like the outfit. So we do love that. Thumbs up. Now, Rishi's friend Sanjeet has now joined them. And he's one of the only friends that Rishi has been fully open about his relationship with Jen, who knows Jen too. So then what was funny to me is, is Sanjeet, you know, uh, Jen comes out in the outfit. Sanjeet's like, wow, you look too good. This is great. You two look great. This is going to be great. And then Jen asks, well, what do you think of what we're doing here where we're telling them that I'm visiting and that we're friends? And Sanjeet's like, you know, I actually think that they'll be more suspicious about this and this will be worse. This is not a good idea. <laughs> I love how every single person in this storyline is like, what the hell is happening here? <laughs> like, we yeah. all know this is bad, but Jen and Rishi things seem to think they're like, have this master plan that they're going to pull one over on everybody. <laughs> yeah, they really don't know why they give themselves so much credit that this is going to be something easy to pull off because I don't think it is. I feel like you're flying too close to the sun with this meetup. It makes no sense to me. Now, the other thing that Sanjeet says is that, yeah, you know, they're looking, they've been looking for him already for an arranged marriage. So, you know, they're probably still going to be looking. And she's like, wait, they've been looking still. Obviously, Rishi never shared that information with her. So it already is getting awkward here. This isn't even the awkward part we're talking about, audience. We're going to jump into the Rishi household right now. And basically, you would assume that they're going to stick to the story, stick to the plan, as they say. I'm visiting, and we are friends. The first question that Jen is asked when she sits down, she is asked, well, what are you, what are you doing here? Like, well, why'd you come to India? And she's like, oh, I recently moved here. <laughs> Did we not go over the plan, Jen? Phenomenal. 
because it sets up exactly how this is going to know. I'm like, okay, I know where to put my expectations. <laughs> like if it wasn't bad enough that they walk in and Priyanka's like, this is not happening. Like I know exactly like it, it, it's up. You're not fooling anybody. Cause not only is Jen walking in and meeting the entire family. So is a camera crew of probably 11, 12 people. Um, so it's like, hmm, why are they so interested in filming this random friend of yours meeting us? What's the cover story? Richie? Um, <laughs> so I feel like something's going on. Like, um, so I'm sure that they had questions of why he was on like any show in the first place, let alone uh, why she is showing up. Like, there's only so many shows on television that you could be filming. Um, but <laughs> I uh, very much enjoy that Jen completely abandons the script and is just going to say whatever she wants because it sets the expectations, uh, I would say, about right for how the rest of this goes. It gets worse. Then she then starts asking her own. She's like, I'll ask the questions here. How quickly are you looking to find these sons of yours a wife so I could attend two weddings while I'm here? Uh, who were you invited? First of all, second of all, aren't you planning to be at one of the weddings as the wife? What are you doing here? Oh. No, she's dropping hints that that second wedding is happening and she will be there. <laughs> Just not in what capacity that she will oh be. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then, you know, the, the his mom says, you're yeah, pretty soon, pretty soon. I would hope soon, better, sooner, the better. And then Jen says, my turn again. Have you found any potential wives for Rishi yet? Uh, you know what <laughs> there's there's proposals they're coming in <laughs> Janet the whole time is like oh really Rishi proposals good didn't know about those but that's interesting love to hear those um, so uh, yeah it's just like Rishi is like sinking in his chair knowing like this is going to be another conversation this is going to be another conversation this is going to be another conversation so uh, <laughs> definitely playing out in like the best possible way for us if not the worst yeah I feel like, and here's my thoughts, right? Because Jen is clearly, she says after they leave that she's disgusted to find out that so much has been happening and she doesn't know about it. I have trouble with this because at the end of the day, Jen, you still want to be with Rishi, right? This conversation alone, this meetup alone is going to make everything so much harder I feel like there was a world before this where if he was like, you know, I'm interested in her, they'd be like, yeah, sounds good, whatever. Now they're like, wait, has this been going on the whole time? That's why she was ribbing us with all these questions that day. That is not okay. The weirdo that like <laughs> interrogated us at our house. That's who you want to marry? <laughs> like, really? <laughs> because especially like Jen was not subtle. Um, Jen, like, asked uh, not at all other questions um including like if there was a difference in religion like let's say she was jewish like how would you feel about that now i don't know if jen is jewish uh but it would be convenient for asking if that would be okay like um what if she was from america what if she was in this room right now how would you feel about that um i feel like what jen if was you were really... staring at her right this <laughs> what, moment? If it was, what if it was me how would we feel so <laughs> i don't think jen was uh being very discreet in her line of questioning not even a little bit <laughs> so then when she asks about have you found any potential wives we do get a fun confessional where rishi's like jen just shut up your mouth what are you doing which i think that was all i was like what are you doing um i love the mom's response of you know proposals come but they don't match you know sometimes they're short or uneducated <laughs> the two metrics height you know. and education status one of the two. I love Jen being like, sure, really, that would be a deal breaker. I don't know Jen's height. I, <laughs> I don't know if she was getting seen, worse. 
Was she getting personally concerned? <laughs> like, oh crap, I am only 5'3. That is not going to be like, good. <laughs> all right, I got to wear lifts moving forward. Noted, noted, noted. Okay, cool. cool yeah, cool, stilts cool. on the Amazon Prime order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then she obviously asks about if he marries someone from another religion, which she mentions a couple religions. Um, and I know she knows Rishi's religion. But then at the end of the conversations, she says, Inshallah, you'll find someone. Inshallah being, first of all, Arabic. Second of all, rooted in, in Islam, which I thought, why are you using this here? It doesn't make sense. Questions were raised. I don't know what's happening. Oh, wow. An American who doesn't know everything that they're dealing with. That is shocking I'm on the show. I am just floored that Jen is uh, not handling this the best because until then, really 10 out of 10 for this meeting. <laughs> yeah, they, it was all good until that moment. Exactly. It was easy, <laughs> easily best conversation of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like one of the many <laughs> faults that Jen is really like she was already three strikes. So, you know, right. A couple more. Oh, my God. So then. She does tell us she's disgusted, but then she says, you know, I'm very tempted to tell his family the truth right now, but then I would be making his job easier by doing it for him. I want a man who will help me. I'm not trying to help him. Mm. So that's where she leaves us in the next time on more talk about honesty and lack of honesty, which here I would say, yeah, there's definitely more of a dishonest relationship with, with Rishi lying and omitting the truth quite a bit. Whereas with Danielle and Johan, I wasn't quite sure. This is very definitive for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's bad. And like, mm-hmm. there's such like stupid lies too. like, it could be handled. Like, I don't think any of it that he's hiding are deal breakers. I feel like it's very obvious that she'll find out at certain points. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that they're very easily explained away, but no, Rishi is just digging that grave for himself. And I'm sad because I like him, but also like, give me drama as I enjoy you as well. Yeah. I just feel like telling your fiance who knows your parents do not know about her and that you are engaged. You can tell her, yeah, so they're like trying to find me and arrange marriage, which obviously is never going to happen. It's just funny how hard they're trying. I don't think I think at some point she'd be like, well, you should tell them then. But I don't think that's worse than you full on not saying anything. And then her Mm -hmm. hearing about it from three different people in three different ways. Mm-hmm. let's just to say like oh they've been doing this for the last 10 years like let's just like we could stretch the truth in a different direction yeah oh, this my parents this is so them they always do this they've been doing it since i was 20 like don't worry about it it's not a big deal uh but specifically the uh timeline of our relationship yeah that's when they started not, not great exactly <laughs> uh, you know it is what it is you know, it'll be what it'll be. There's more to to get here. I feel like, again, like I said, Rishi and Jen are going to be one of the bigger storylines of the season moving forward. So we'll see what we get from them. But just like that, Scally, we have finished talking about everybody. I can't believe it. I, I, I couldn't believe you said there were six couples. I was like, all right, how many have a bye week? I can't believe we're only dealing with six on the season. But, <laughs> um, you know, I feel like they're all giving us good content. So I'm very content with that. And I'm excited to keep watching. I feel like I'm invested in these couples now. I am enjoying most of them for the most part. So uh, 
excited to keep listening and watching as uh, the season goes on. I love that. I love that for us. And I love that, you know, this keeps the door open so that we hopefully get you back here again this season. Mm, Yeah. Hopefully a better episode for my favorite couples. (laughs) Yes. I'm making the notes. You would like more Chris and Jamie content. Uh, Jenny would like more Debbie and Osama content. I'm sure we can arrange for this to happen. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I'm, uh, you know, I'm not too picky as long as I don't like get completely iced out on everybody. But the good thing is that I like most people to a degree, or at least I I like one of them. So it's not a, it's not last season of, uh, (laughs) you know, happily ever after. No, it can never be, which is great. (laughs) Now, Scally, let the people know where can they find you and what other projects you have going on right now. Ooh, okay. So people can find me on Twitter at Brian underscore Scally. Anything that I am doing, I uh, try to always tweet out there. Um, I am regularly talking about the Challenge World Championship, which just premiered uh, today as of recording um, over on Paramount Plus. We talk about that with Matt Ligori on the Dom and Colin podcast. Uh, strong two episodes start. So if you're debating getting in on it, I think it's a lot of fun. Also guested this week on Mess Magnets talking about the Vanderpump Rules drama, the scandal of it all. So I had a lot of fun doing that. So people should check that out. Um, and then anything else I'm doing over on Twitter. Lovely. Thank you for that, Scally. Uh, y'all can find me on Twitter at Puya. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. I do stream there three, four times a week. I've got more content coming this month. Definitely come through, say hi, I would appreciate it. Check it out. And as far as podcasts go, uh, Mass Singer is still going very strong. We are just about to kick off group two. Liana and I have been having fun with this season so far. Probably our favorite season in a long time. So definitely check us out there if you're interested to see what's going on in the Mass Singer universe. And I just did the Big Brother Canada 11 draft the other night. It was very fun. I enjoyed myself. I feel pretty good about my team. So, you know, me, a drafter, feeling good about his team. It's been a good year for me. I'm feeling optimistic right now. We'll see how those pan out. So you can check that out if you are interested. And upcoming now, I have got the Australian Survivor talk for you. I was invited to talk about Australian Survivor with Rob and Shannon Gus, which I'm very excited about. That'll be happening this week. It hasn't happened yet. Be on the lookout for that. And of course, I'm talking about Bel Air season two with the lovely Chappelle. We're having a good time with that. Two episodes deep right now. Episode three about to drop soon. So find us there over on Post Your Recaps. And last but not least, if you're enjoying this podcast, if you if you like what you're hearing here, feel free to leave us a five star review. Would appreciate that. You can do so over on robberswebsite.com slash 90 day fiance. It allows people to find the podcast. It gives me feedback of what you like about the show. And it pushes us even further in the Hot Mess Express to other people who may want to hop aboard. So please do so. That is robinswebsite.com slash the number nine, the number zero day fiance. Now we have arrived at our destination here for today. I hope you had fun with us. We'll be back next week with episode six. But until then, take care. Have a good one. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch-ch-ch-chumba. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, forward, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.